Welcome everybody to the cast from the coast. My name is Adam Miles and I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert, Aaron Fearless, and Tim Johnson. Tim, what are we watching tonight? You're watching, unfortunately. No, I'm just kidding. We're watching from synopsis tim it's a simple one again for a very unsimple movie <laughs> that's fucking astonishing i can no, only imagine right? <laughs> one 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 sentence one <laughs> sentence mike now released from the psychiatric hospital continues his journey to stop the tall man from his grim work Ooh. i wish it was that movie <laughs> i wish it was that movie. i wish it was that linear it had a focus to it it's definitely got plot holes in this one they, they make it out like the tall man is just like going and doing his his alien job like that's just his job he just comes to earth you know harvests some dead bodies turns him into a little evil jawas he, he punches the card goes home sees tall tall woman <laughs> and they have a nice nice they afternoon. have a nice tall yeah. supper <laughs> right yeah. she made a nice tall roast for him they live in a tall house some roasted potatoes and corn. <laughs> All right. So, okay. <laughs> crikey, man. Yeah, so th this movie, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to admit that I look back on it. I'd watch that, guys. I'd watch that. I, I would watch that, yes. Uh, I'm going to admit, I look back at this movie with rose-colored glasses because it, it, like... Didn't you say that with the last one, too? Yeah, yeah, I but I'm going to say it with this one, too, I think, because it's like, I remember this one, I, I can honestly say I remember this one being a lot better than it actually was when I watched it again. Um, I'm not going to entirely shit on this movie, but we'll get into the discussion as we go. But the storyline itself in this movie actually changes. The, the storyline story? in this in this movie changes. How can you uh, tell? It, okay. It, it, enlighten. <laughs> okay. So as it's yeah, let, enlighten me. I have no idea. So, so first and foremost, the story behind this one is obviously that. Mike has been institutionalized. So the little kid from the first one whose brother died and, and Reggie took him under his wing, he's been institutionalized for his visions and, and the situation having to do with the, the, uh, the tall man from the first one. And it's been like 10 so, years and go ahead. Why was the institutionalized? Because he was having nightmarish visions and, and he was, he was ranting and raving about this guy this tall man figure tall man, and no nobody believes him because it was, it was all in his head. So except for fucking Reggie saw the whole thing and then institutionalized him. except for it, that. So that's the first thing that happened. So Reggie basically in this movie says it was all in your head. It was all dreams. He doesn't exist. Blah, 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 blah. 
okay, Reggie experienced shit in this movie. He was there. He was there. He was there the, he was whole, there the time. whole time. And at the beginning of this movie, it basically recants or recounts the, the situation from the first one. Right. So when the tall man comes and grabs Mike and then the evil Jawas are like running around in the house and Reggie's like beating them with a baseball bat and kicking the shit out of things and being a badass. It's it, yeah. all of a sudden the house, <laughs> he grabs Mike and he throws him out the window and the house blows up. But then it's like skip to 10 years later, Mike's institutionalized and he's, he, it was all a dream, man. It never really happened. But what was all a dream? That's the part that's fucking so... So how far back are we talking so, here? So so first and foremost, <laughs> it talks about the fact that the house blew up and all Calm this... Down. The house Calm blew down. up and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, Reggie's like, it was all in your head. Well, the house didn't blow so up. So the house didn't blow yeah. up. But it did. But it did. Well, later, but, but, hold on. But this it's is done. where it gets weird. Is that he's... Dr- oh, this is where it gets weird. weird. This is where it gets worse. So... He's oh, driving okay. home with Mike, and Mike gets the vision in his head uh-huh. again that the tall man's in the house turning on the burners right. and lighting the gas. And he says, yeah. stop the car. Boom. The house goes up, and Reggie's family's in there, basically. You know, Mike and Reggie's family's in there waiting for them to come home to a nice tall roast dinner, I guess. So so, so the house really does blow up this time, and him and Reggie now go on a large, we need to hunt down the tall man situation. Eradicate. And eradicate this thing. So, does the canon of this movie say that the entirety of the first movie was all in his head? So, the way that this movie tries to explain it is that Mike has visions, which may yes. or may not come true in their entirety. Right, he has, he the, has, the, he has the equivalent of the Shinnin. That's right. The yeah. Shinnin. So, so, and nice. things may not always be as they are in his visions. So technically right. the shit that happened in the first movie is like what could have been. And the house does blow up, but it didn't blow up in that manner. And Reggie technically wasn't involved. Apparently that's what they're trying to say in this movie, but in a very roundabout confusing way. Lame. No, no. Okay. <laughs> no, so no. I sat there for fucking an hour and a half and that shit didn't count. That was just some little idiot fucking (laughs) (laughs) begin again. So, yeah. So I'm sitting there. Okay. So I watched the first one, and you guys already know how I felt. Right. And I gave it the benefit of the doubt. I believed you guys. They fucking that it was going to get better. They're they lying cocksuckers, the two of them. I, believe I don't trust a word they say out of their lying goddamn mouth. <laughs> yeah, it gets better. So I'm sitting down, and everything that you just explained, Adam, right, just described, I'm sitting there, and I'm watching it with an almost forced enthusiasm, right? Because, like, okay. Yeah, you're amped kinda... up. You're like, all right, it's coming. Here we go. You know what I mean? All the, the, the little Jawas are running through the house and fucking, uh, you know, uh, the little kid get upstairs and they're fucking being chased. It was okay. Yeah. And then they jump out. The house blows up. All right. <laughs> and then he wakes up and it's some other fucking person. Yeah, it wasn't even the same guy. To be the kid. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that was just a vision and you're insane and you're in this place. No, that didn't happen and blah, blah, blah. And then they're driving in the car. And then another house blows up. The same house blows up again. And it lost me again. And I'm done. (laughs) 
Okay, here's here's a question, and I, I need to pose this because here's here's why I really truly believe that I have rose colored glasses for this movie specifically. We're not even past the first ten I, minutes, and me and Tim have already been confused. So I've watched this movie before I watched the first one. I think that we came to that conclusion last time because Aaron kind of said the same yeah. thing. So yeah. imagine that the first one didn't exist, and the first ten to fifteen minutes of this movie occurs, and then all of a sudden he wakes okay. up in an institution, and it's like that never really happened. That was all in your dream. Okay. Would that have been a better situation? No, no, I'm fine. Don't know what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Here's how confident I am. How fucking crazy this movie is. I will concede the point that the entirety of the first movie didn't happen and that it was a vision. And I'm fine. I'll I'll wipe that clean and we'll start anew. <laughs> but I hate to break it to you, this movie don't fucking help. It's just as bad. It's just that this okay. And I said this in the first one, and I know that we're getting off topic, and you know there's a structure to our show, but I gotta get it out. I go gotta ahead. get it out. All right, okay? you just go, go for ahead. it, kid. You haven't this got enough movie, out. This so again just... felt like it was made with love, <laughs> and this guy is this is his vision, and this is what the movie he wanted to make, mm. and he got to make the movie he wanted to make, and I absolutely. This is his that. Evil Dead Two. He recants the entire right. first movie in the first ten minutes as something that may not but, have happened or may have happened in a different way. But unlike, don't okay. First of all, don't you ever <laughs> do anything. Don't, don't, don't. This was not Evil Dead Two. This is okay? his Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two is one of the greatest fucking movies. This ever was made. not within the woods. <laughs> and within the woods was amazing, especially compared to this. At least that makes okay. sense. This, this, there has okay. to be some sort of situation to this where Sam Raimi has come to this set on multiple occasions to hang out because he really enjoyed the Phantasm series. He, and he does, came... so they're good friends, yeah. and there's right. there's fucking Sam Raimi references in it. Exactly. And, and this is why I'm so goddamn confused. Me and Adam, no. me and and Adam are like besties. I love this. Okay? I love this. I love this. This guy's my love... brother. Adam is like my brother, Okay. And Adam makes a movie that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> I'm obviously going to back him and say, "Yeah, bud, you made a no, great wait, wait. movie." Wait, wait, why am I? Why am I? Why are you the Sam Raimi in our relationship, and I'm the fucking? <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, too. I'd be on set with Adam. I'd be like, Adam, bud, that doesn't make sense. What? What are you? What are you As you're to pocketing do here? shit Adam from set. Fantasm. Come on, Adam. The squinty-eyed collector's pocketing yeah. shit from set. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That doesn't make it. What wasn't there eight death balls in this movie? No, There's man, only there was four. only four. <laughs> You're lacking in the effects department, Adam. Okay, all right, let's. Okay, let's. let's I think... This movie does have better effects. Aaron oh, said yeah. that before we got on, and yeah. the the fucking Jawa's face when you first get that reveal. It was a lot better. Yeah, it wasn't just yeah, like some like better. you know, full size person that had just like weird shit thrown on their face like cream corn and shit this was like it was actually like a sculpted face it's the eyes it's the eyes man uh, excuse me as good as the special effects were in this film because they were Mm -hmm. they were absolutely an evolution of what they did in the first one you cannot put this movie on it's the the poor back of the special effects no no because that did not save this movie no it helped they were better and it made it easier to watch in your opinion, like, it I, don't, I don't in know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but the special effects are cool. 
Okay. It actually made the movie worse because I have more respect for a low budget movie with bad effects. When I see that you had the money and the means to do effects like this, and you still make a fucking movie that makes no goddamn sense. I... Well, you know what? You know what? This was. Now, I don't want any backlash off this comment, you two. But this was. This was. Phantasm 2 had the biggest budget out of all of them. I'm not surprised. $3 million. And you know what a lot lot of of money for a movie. Right. So you know what a lot of that went to? If they only had a budget of $3 million. You got people like Greg Nicotero and Robert Kurtzman and stuff working on this. I mean, granted, they were starting out. They were, you know, uh, but. Here's here's the problem with that, though. Mm -hmm. Script writing happens before effects, bud. Right. Yeah. But if the but if the guy yeah, don't cost a but once again the guy script. who wrote it got it funded and bought people or brought people in, so you know. Buy Universal Pictures. I just feel yeah. that the story was unnecessarily convoluted. Yes. And that's another thing. So I watched a documentary and it was saying that when Universal got signed on, they said, You can't make this movie like the first one and make it crazy. It has to make sense. And this was their idea of making sense. It made a lot more sense than the first one. It just didn't make a lot of sense in general. So, moving on. The standard's pretty low. <laughs> the low bar hit your head, you know. All right, let's talk about the character. Aaron, though, Aaron, Aaron, though, before we move on, yeah, look, look at me through the camera in my <laughs> eyes. I really wanted to like this for you. I really <laughs> I gave this my all for you, buddy. I appreciate okay. it. I, I appreciate this. I appreciate so hard. I appreciate the sentiment. All right. I really do. All right, moving on, gentlemen. I mean that. I'm being absolutely sincere. Oh, I know. I, get I it. tried for you. I can hear it in your beard. Okay. Moving, moving on, gentlemen. Let's talk a little bit about the characters here for a minute because this movie doesn't have a large amount of characters that actually mean a lot, which is an interesting thing that you'll see as the Phantasm series progresses. They have a very small cast of important people, so to speak. So first and foremost, we have Mike. So Mike, the kid from the first movie, now 10 years later after an institution situation, played by a different actor. Um, he's got crazy for the situation and, and you know, Reggie's trying to pull him in and reel him in. And now he's just, he's seeing visions, like, because that's his explanation of the entirety of the first scenario is that it's visions and it didn't necessarily come true as per what his vision says. So in this one, they're utilizing his visions to determine what's happening and where the tall man is. And, and there's a girl that's appearing in his visions that is important to the situation, apparently, is what we get. We, we also have the return of Reggie. So we have the badass, you know... Thankfully. Top, top bald, but yet mullet and rat tail in the back, Reggie. Um... I love Reggie Bannister, and and I will say he's he's after watching the movie so far, he still it still confirms for me that he's like the best part of the series because he is like his own Ash type of character in the series. I'm just I'm throwing Evil Dead references again, but he is he's the he's the hero. But, he's the he's the best yeah, of the characters. He is. But I found that I liked his character more in the first one. C- there was just mm. something endearing about him in the first Well, he was an innocent in the first one. Moment where he's playing the guitar. I was like, this is a I do like how they kind of kept him in, like, the ice cream uniform, and they showed he was, like, the everyday man, you know, just yeah. grinding away. And this one, they kind of do play him more up like the, the, the Evil Dead 2 Ash, where he's already kind of 
badass. Although, he shouldn't be, because the first one never happened. He shouldn't be ready to fight Jawas. Well, well, he should be, because he's <laughs> taking revenge now on this tall man that's in the image, or that's in the, the visions that Mike has. So he's he wants to... He hasn't you gotta love him. an actor. You gotta love an actor that's like, no, my character's name is my name. <laughs> yeah. They, they they they, they must have entirely did that because they were saying, hey, uh, you know, his if his name was Steve, hey Steve, you know, see, and he was just never catching yeah, his line, funny. so they're like, fuck it, we're renaming him Reggie, so he'll listen to us. <laughs> All right, uh, we have Angus Scrim as the tall man back again. Now Josh did oh, make man. a point there the other day when we were talking about this. You said that the second movie you started to like the tall man a little bit more. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they made him more of a fucking threat. Yeah. Like, he just seemed ominous. Not even, though, because after watching this, I have okay. no respect for the first one. No, no, I agree. But, I mean, I don't just like him in the second one. I like the character more now. So right. so seeing the first one, I have that mental image of him being more imposing and intimidating. Mm. Yeah. So I think if you if you watch this whole series and then rewatch like these guys are doing, that they have more uh, kind of respect for the character. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The tall, the tall man sits in the, the the hallowed halls of horror for me, you know, as as an iconic character because of what he what he's portrayed to be, and not necessarily the movie around him, but he is the hallowed halls. The hallowed of halls of horror. That's good. Uh, did you just I think did. of that? Yeah. That should right off the top of your fucking bald right. head. See, when I got rid of the hair, things start to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That was keeping all the good ideas in. <laughs> it was stopping me. Um, then we have Liz. Liz is the actual character that Mike is being see is Mike seeing in the images, who has a really cool scene in this movie. One of the one of the really cool special effects scenes, uh, where they actually find her and they weren't expecting to find her, and in the, in the crematorium, and she's huddled down with the hunchback. And when they take off the the sheet from her back or the whatever it is, the cape from her back she's got like this hollowed out area in her back and this little weird version of the, the tall man kind of walks it like the baby Freddy Krueger from the, from the nightmare Elm street movies almost kind of crawls out of her back and starts talking to them about, you know, she's not, it was almost like a very Mario ask. She's not here. You know what I mean? She's in a different but castle. It, a, <laughs> it had an eerie, resemblance to the tall man though they did a good job sculpting that to make it kind of feel like the tall it man even appears. squinted yeah. with one yeah. eye a certain way like I the know. tall man actually I does know. like it was yeah. really creepy yeah. yeah and i mean we got other characters in there like father myers and stuff like this but they're all basically just cannon fodder to the rest of the story air quotes story so um i really want to hear what josh has to say about this movie though we need to get into what josh says that every episode you don't ask what you don't get excited when it's Tim's turn Tim. or fucking Aaron's turn. I really uh, want to hear. I will get excited for Tim later, for Tim's to, for no. Tim's stuff later. Okay, so let's feels feels forced, but I digress. Okay. I do like the character development of Reggie through this when he's got his shotgun and he's just the four barrel shotgun. <laughs> Love yeah. that. It was good. Love it. All right, Josh's notes. Okay, here we go. This is my first ever viewing of Phantasm Part 2. It took place July 26, 2007, uh, 2020, uh, at 5.37 p.m. Watched that years ago. Right? First time. Uh, the tall man is back. Boy, howdy. 
I'm excited. I'm excited. Do you guys find oh. that when his hair was white, he looked scarier than he did in the first one where it was kind of black? Yeah, like, yeah. There was just something about him looking old that kind of yeah. made it like... Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, he's, st- he's yeah, starting yeah. to look like a corpse Sorry, himself John. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he looked like a mortician. Yeah, like an old, old tall white man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, they really settling on his uh, catchphrase. Boy. 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 With the with the weird winky wink. <laughs> uh, Reggie just beat the shit out of a Jawa <laughs> with a shotgun. Okay. Yep. Reggie pulls a full-on leap of faith out the window. It's like a two-story-up window, and he just crashes through it like it ain't nothing. It's his house. He knows what he knows. What's out that window? He knows he could do it. Oh yeah, he's oh. like, yeah. Don't worry, I got lots of sod planted down there. It'd be a nice soft. In for the bu- in for the bushes. The bush. <laughs> I said, great. Now there's a psychic link. One more question for the pile. <laughs> so in this movie, they just established. Oh yeah, the, the shinning is in this movie too. The shinning. Thank you for using that. <laughs> You've got the shinning. Oh, Adam, thank you for using that. <laughs> thank you, yes. Uh, it was all in your ima- imagination, quote. The fuck it was. What do you mean it was all in your imagination? I was so confused at this point, and I still didn't really comprehend the fact that the first one didn't happen until we sat down this afternoon. Who the fuck is he digging up? Wait, wait. What? Did Reggie not blow up in the house? Because at this point, I thought, oh, they killed Reggie again. <laughs> they killed Reggie again. Aaron, I'm not impressed thus far. All that has happened has just made me more confused. There are multiple timelines, imagination land, and, and dreams, and The Shining. You promised me answers. <laughs> imagination land. Imagination land was <laughs> That was great. <laughs> A good old sawed-off double barrel. If it works for Ash, it will work for the Ridge. Only Reggie double. What <laughs> quadruples it. I, I think that's uh, Sam Raimi walked on set, and he's like, you're going to want to add a couple barrels to that bag. You know what I would do I if I was, was you. <laughs> Remingtons. I wrote, what the fuck? Okay, now I need to add on zombies our thing in this movie universe. So above and beyond having little evil Jawas that he compresses in giant barrels. He can also make zombies. Which are regular sized people. So the Jawas are kind of like mini zombies and these are regular zombies, yeah. I yeah. see. The uh, so the opening girl who they build up to have some sort of psychic connection is completely irrelevant. She just has a tall man gooseneck in her. <laughs> okay, so I'm also going to say one thing right off the bat about the uh, the girl at the beginning. When I first started watching this, I got very much so a, a, a Nightmare on Elm Street vibe with the, the, the Nancy, well, yes. not not Nancy. Yeah. What, what's the one? The uh, the, the, the third one yeah. where the girl's like building the house. Like I thought, like it looked like her, like she's building like the the popsicle stick house or whatever. And like I was like, and she keeps eating coffee with. Yeah, exactly. Food. I'm just like, it looked yeah. like it was like the same opening, and I was like, did I put on the wrong movie? Like what? What the hell? Like, and then I, I waited a minute and it was like, it, okay, it's fine. It's Phantasm 2. I remember now. Go ahead. My, my next note was, oh, never mind. She's completely fine. <laughs> That's <laughs> random. 
Josh, I want to just take a moment to uh, give you full credit and appreciation for the pause and staring into the camera after that. Thank that, you. The delivery for that? You're welcome. Yeah, the delivery. Uh, I was really hoping for answers. <clears throat> Doesn't look like I'm going to get them in this movie. Don't worry, though. There's like eight more. I'm sure I'll <laughs> all come together. I'm sure they will, too. Can you imagine if we get on five? And it and all like, makes sense. And it all makes sense. And I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, Aaron. I'm so sorry, bud. This, this series is great. Out, <laughs> Ditching out at a funeral is pretty tacky. <laughs> this lady's like, yeah, sorry. I, I, I got to ditch out. I was like, motherfucker, this is a funeral. You don't do that. Pay some respect. Bitch. For fuck's sakes, it keeps changing perspective from dreams to reality. I'm so goddamn confused. <laughs> The priest stabs the dead grandpa in the face in front of the grandma. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Chest, chest, chest. Was it the chest? It looked. Oh like yeah, yeah, because it's like oh, right high up. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Would well, he think it was a vampire? <laughs> Throw that in the list. Vampire. The grandpa had yellow blood. Is he a tall man as well? It's part of Emba that. Embalming fluid. This work? Is that what it is? He's already been embalmed and everything, and he's already becoming part of the uh, the minions. Right. So there's a but transition the period. Don't yellow, do they? They do. When they have this special embalming fluid in, they uh -huh. do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. But the tall man also has yellow blood. Right. There's different stages of there's different stages of these creatures. So once you get turned, if you've been turned as a human, it takes a uh -huh. while to get you to either get a a sphere in your head. Uh -huh. Or uh, be turned into um, the magical the magical Jawas. Yeah, there's there's time that takes place between each creature, right? Oh, and like the ultimate yeah. form is the tall man. <laughs> oh no, I said th th <laughs> maybe. I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the dead grandpa eyebrow raise is excellent. Was that when he was in the bed? Uh, I think so. Reggie definitely wants to bang her. <laughs> yep. Seems to be an ongoing theme in this series that the Reg just wants to get it in. Yeah. Quote, not my grandma. <laughs> Brilliant. This town looks like the bad timeline from Back to the Future. That that's uh, that's good keep... fucking call, yeah. man. That's really that's does. really weird too because and and this becomes consistent in the series. They Probably come across they come across <laughs> ghost towns like all the freaking time, and they all yeah. look like this. It's weird. Cue the Exorcist music. What the fuck is up with the beer can grenade? Oh oh, when they set it in okay, the door. So he puts the. You don't know what's up with that. Ah, oh, it's just it's crazy. Why is the Reg blowing up his house? <laughs> he's not blowing up his house. He's blowing well, up. Well, the house he's staying in. He's, he's yeah, just yeah. blowing it. It seems like there's a better way to just alert yourself when someone's coming. Well, yeah, but if. <laughs> oh, the grenade went off. <laughs> yeah, Door. Now you're in a house with grenades. Pizza's here. <laughs> is that why they bleed yellow? The embalming fluid. So that's a confirmation. That's why they bleed yellow. They're yeah, all full yeah. of embalming yeah. fluid. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. That's a that's an answer. Hey, I'll take yeah, it. All right. One. What's the tiny one? coffin for? The magic of Jawas? I guess. It was pretty <laughs> well, tiny, though. In a way. So, is the tall man a demon? Because that upside-down cross scene was pretty ominous. 
And they viewed so, in on it quite a few times, right? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a potential so, yeah, the, that it's like demonic, an interdimensional demonic situation, like it's. Yeah. Or maybe that's I am like, Pazuzu type of situation. Yeah, kind of thing, and that's the whole. Okay. Demons come from another dimension. That would be similar uh, to like oh. Event Horizon, then. Right. That's how demons. You know, the, the biblical stories, it was all based on this time traveler, interdimensional beast. Uh, oh, there's three metal death balls this time. Three times the effects budget, budget clearly. Oof. It got his ear. Oh, yeah, when it zips right by and catches oh, his ear off. Oh, it zips right by and chops his ear off, yeah. Uh, the death balls are definitely higher budget and way cooler this time. Mm-hmm. Always wanted one on my Christmas tree. Uh, yeah, me too. Kind of Go buy fucking Christmas ornament and I will one. be. It's easy. Easy. Get what exactly does the tall man do to make the Jawas? Uh, flamethrower to start the fireplace. Comical. <laughs> yep. Quote, he crushes them down. That's the closest thing I've gotten to an answer so far of what he does with these, these little monster guys. Reggie is going to get it. Uh, we're the only ones that could see what he's doing. Quote. What? <laughs> what do you mean they're the only ones that can see what he's He's got the psychic doing? link, and he can... I guess. Are you talking about Mike? That's he's the only yeah. one who can really tells, see what the, de- what the, the girl, tall man's he doing. He says, we're the only ones that can see what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. I'm watching the movie, and I can't see what he's doing. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving on. She keeps slapping Reggie's head when they're banging. That is called. <laughs> that is great, eh? Good. Slapping his bald head around. <laughs> You're a bald, middle-aged ex-ice cream vendor. That's got to be the quote of the day. <laughs> bald, middle-aged ex-ice cream vendor. Can the tall man float? He just grabbed Liv at Liz out of a second-story window. He heard anything. Really- did he get I'm a loving, ladder? I'm loving this this one and 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 last one. Like I love like there's so many. Can the tall man? I can the question. Yeah. Can the tall man float? Is too? the tall man a demon? Is the, the tall, tall man can he can pretty much do anything he wants. I mean, look at what he did with the with the rosary, right? He hung that guy and had him up in the air. So he has he the, force, the force. He's right? a force user. Yeah, he's, using the force. he's a Sith. Listen, you got Jawas and you got the Force in this, so just mm-hmm. pay attention. Okay. L- lightsabers right. are next. Quadruple barrel shotgun. Excellent. What is that guy doing with the ashes? Hold on a second. Pause the movie. The ashes say Sam Rammy. You caught that. Ha <laughs> 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 Moving on. Okay. Looks like an outlet. Uh, Death balls are definitely the key to this thing. Like. Shuffle to the nerds. Classic. Ooh, that was a bad one, too. Yeah, classic. Wait, he bleeds red. So the mortician guys are humans that are just helping the tall man? Kind of. They're under a spell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he does magic now. Yeah, yeah, he's always done magic. You didn't know that? I mean, no. he, he he hung a guy with rosaries. <laughs> he, he does spells. 
he does spells time. particularly on morticians to make these aren't the droids you're looking for you are now under my control force this movie has a fucking chainsaw fight yeah that's pretty cool how am i watching a movie with a chainsaw fight that i'm not enjoying <laughs> I'm very confused right now. <laughs> there was definitely a lightsaber sound effect used yeah, I don't even yeah, remember I, where it was, yeah, but it was no. definitely... Didn't I just say, effect. the lightsabers are coming up? <laughs> literally yeah. said that. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, death balls drilling into the guy's back was actually pretty cool. And I'll give him Dragging him up that. the wall and shit? Yeah. Uh, damn, Reggie, you chainsawed his dick. Wow. <laughs> Holy oh. oh, jeepers. Uh, four Jawas in one shot. That's excellent. Where he quad barrels four Jawas at once. At the bottom of the stairs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the death ball was the key. Okay, I called it. Uh, Talman pimp slaps Reggie. He just... <laughs> he opens up the door and just backhands him. <laughs> oh, man. They hatch from the bins like little weird goo monsters. Like garbage pail kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, weird filter is weird and unnecessary and artsy. Don't do that. He crumpled up the death ball like tinfoil. Is the tall man a beetle in a man suit? <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> I love it! Josh's brain droppings. It, is the tall man a beetle in a man suit? <laughs> Because his man flesh starts coming off and there's like beetle parts exposed. Some good effects that way. Oh, fuck, I love this. Uh, gore is actually pretty intense for the face yeah. melt. I, like, the effects in this movie are actually really good. I gotta give it that. Uh, did he. Did she just kill the Reg? Is this how the series is gonna be every time? <laughs> Do they just kill the Reg and then say it's a dream, but then say it's not a dream? The tall man was alive the whole time. Boy. Boy. What the fuck? <laughs> Are those your... There, There is a lot of redeemable things in this movie, don't get me wrong. Like, you, you clearly have Sam Raimi uh, helping this poor guy out. He's like, man, just... I'm okay. lost here. <laughs> All right, give, give him a chainsaw. That's pretty cool. Okay, give him, a, give him a shotgun, but make it four barrels. Yeah, that would be nice and cheesy. They'll like that. And then just just have Reggie kicking the shit out of these jobs. And then try the to time. screw cool. the girls. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and get Reggie to bang this girl. And have her slap his head because he's bald. Yeah, and slap his head and, and rub it all weird. <laughs> I think Tarantino probably came in for that scene. No, it would have been a foot fetish scene if it was Tarantino. Uh, but okay, moving on. Josh, those are your notes? Those are my oh. notes, man. This movie is, is a trip. This series is a trip. Oh. Good notes, Josh. Good notes. Thank you. Hi, everybody. This is Vincent DeSanti, the writer and director of Friday the 13th fan film Never Hike Alone, and you are listening to the great commentary of They Cast from the Coast. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out Never Hike Alone, which is streaming for free on YouTube right now. Aaron! Let's talk about the effects work yeah. in this movie, buddy. 
I'm not shitting on any of the effects work in this. I might have one or two little things that I saw, but Greg Nicotero, Robert Kurtzman, Mark Schulstrom, who was involved in two and three, mm -hmm. David Barton and Everett Burrell. Mm -hmm. They were all part of the uh, uh, special effects makeup laboratory. So if anybody's tuned in previously um, and you don't understand how makeup effects goes, you have your lab technicians, your special effects lab technicians that do the sculpting, the molding, and everything like that. And then you have your people that apply the makeup at the production studio. And they are typically, they can be um, accompanied by the owner of the uh, laboratory and a few of his minions or her minions, depending on what laboratory you're working in. Um, but that usually gets passed off to people that are that do application and they've done lots of application they jump from movie to movie tv show to tv show you know applying all this beautiful makeup that everybody's making in these in these makeup labs so um these guys obviously they started out you know evil dead and everything like that but you can tell right out of the get-go i mean this is 1988 and you got greg nicotero and robert kurtzman and mark schulstrom they're they're coming into their they're coming into their makeup effects game on this. You can totally tell. I mean, it's hard to pick this thing yep. apart. Um, Story-wise, you guys struggle. Okay, whatever. But the makeup effects in this. That's an important awesome. thing. Yeah, well. Story yeah, whatever. 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 You guys always struggle. Better. You're just stupid. That's the problem. <laughs> I didn't say that. You can't get it on as many intricate little levels as us. <laughs> So my breakdown is, and I noticed a few things in this movie, too, um, that I hadn't noticed before, so I wrote things down. Um, one thing I do know, which is pretty crazy information, is that Reggie worked as uh, an assistant embalming in a real mortuary for a while. He took a break <laughs> from acting and actually worked in a mortuary nice. for a while. In between, I think it was in between two, uh, Phantasm 2 and Phantasm 3. Oh, no. Uh, what if the first movie really did happen in real life? And that's why the Reg had to go there. And that's why they call him the Reg. And his real name is Reggie. What if the whole thing really happened? <laughs> See? Documentary and not a fucking movie. I do know from being a fan of this movie, I do know that Sam Raimi visited the set more than more than once, for sure. Um, and if, uh, if anything sticks out on top of the makeup, it was the location. So I really liked how they had these really cool locations uh, that they were shooting at throughout this whole film. Uh, the locations and the way that they were shooting them, I thought was really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Tall man's jaw was right out of the get go at the beginning. They're well done. And I think they're so effective um, because of the animatronics in them and also the eyes. So however they built the eyes, those eyes are piercing in those little Jawas. And I think that's why people remember those little critters, mm -hmm. right? Was because of the eyes. Yep. Um, great work on the pyro with the exploding house. Oh, my uh, God. Did they legit blow out a house? Oh, my gosh, man. That was like, I was like, okay, there's their budget right there. They I think, I think it was a house. model, but. No, it what? wasn't. I, I believe, now don't quote me on this, but I believe. I believe it was a house that needed to be removed to put in a highway. I think. Uh, I think that's from from years ago. Blow the shit out of this. Right. So I think they were just going to remove it, and the guys came in to say, uh, you know, like the inspectors. Okay, well, you can you can blow it up, but we got to be very careful about it, and blah blah blah. And then when they found out that 
this highway was going to come through. There's nobody else around or whatever. The guy just said, you know, unload on it. Just give her. And you can tell with that house explosion, it goes off, right? That's amazing. Yeah, I'm thinking that that's one of the best explosions I've seen in a movie. You know, like a real explosion like that with the tall man with the back door, the hearse open, and you can see the explosion behind him and everything. I'm like, that is yeah, sick. good scenery. Right? Imagine to... if he sneezed and they had to re <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that would be bad. Um, phenomenal morgue effects on the tall man. Um, Reggie's hat is awesome. <laughs> boogie down. Like, I'm making a hat, man. I'm, I'm going to have boogie, boogie down hat, down. right? Uh, <laughs> Can you say that again, Adam? In that same bassy boogie, voice? Say it boogie again. Boogie down. Thank you. <laughs> uh, great coloring on the stiff. The first scene that you go into the morgue and the stiff's laying there, uh, alchemy, mm. I guess it would be. She's laying on the table. Uh, they got great coloring on her body. Uh, didn't see. Now, I was watching for stomach going up and down, right, for her breathing and things like that. I didn't see any movement whatsoever. Uh, I thought she did a really good job um, shooting that scene and not letting her stomach or anything move. Uh, I paid close attention to that stuff. And uh, her body coloring, everything was just really cool in that mm. scene, I thought. Um, SPFX work on Liz in the crematorium uh, was amaze balls uh, with the creature, the tall man stuck in her back, and then they remove the shroud and he comes out and he that tells him where. That was pretty Evil find. Dead inspired too. Yeah, like yeah. Henry had a gooseneck. Yeah, yeah, but I, I kind of got a vibe of Total Recall out of it as well. True. Right, that's what I got out of that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I see both. And yeah, like I said, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street with the uh, the baby Freddy yeah, character creature, nice. right? Yeah. Uh, nice subtle makeup on the pallbearers, uh, darkened around the mm. eyes, but it's just so subtle, but it still separates them, and it still makes them makes you feel like they've been uh, possessed, maybe, or uh, they've been um, uh, hypnotized. They're under a control of some kind. Yeah, and they've been awake for. They don't sleep. They just been awake, and maybe they're still human. Maybe mm. who knows? Tall man is also a hypnotist. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> who knows? I love that. <laughs> uh, one <laughs> thing I did notice was the trunk on the Hemikuda doesn't close right after Reg and Mike leave the hotel. So I don't know if you look through the big picture window and they're leaving to get into the car. The trunk is already ajar, and then when they mm. walk out, he just lifts the trunk up, and then he goes to shut it, and it doesn't shut. It's like that. And then when you see the car driving away, you see the truck, the trunk lid kind of up and down a little bit, right? <laughs> so I don't know if you guys caught that. Probably not. You were trying to figure out the story. So yeah, I... we were too confused. <laughs> Why is the <laughs> trunk not closing? <laughs> Maybe that was the secret all along. The trunk um, never Beautiful closed. effects on the dug-up coffin in the ma mausoleum, yeah. how it had the, the kind of yeah, steam like and smoke that. coming out of it, and it looked like it was fresh. It had, you know, it had the holes in it. The steam was coming out. I was like, that looks sick. Um, hairpin through the uh, tall man's finger looked really good. Um, nice sweat effects on the reverend. So I noticed that when the reverend was uh, in the mausoleum and he was blessing all of the, you know, above ground, the mausoleum, above ground graves and things like that, and the tall man's behind him. Throughout the church scene and everything and him drinking and and up to that point, you can see the sweat on his, on his forehead. And it, it just adds that little bit. Like to, you know, he's stressed out. He doesn't know what's going on, and then he runs into the tall man, right? So those are the little details that I notice. Um, special effects on the old guy that's laying in bed with his elderly wife. 
pretty good. I like the little jump scare that you get. You know, obviously I've seen this multiple times. So um, she lays back down and, of course, the camera kind of pans over and there he is kind of, you know, cool. I thought that it looked A1. I couldn't find anything wrong with that. Um, the, okay, so here's another one. The hairpin uh, shows up again after that scene when Liz walks in. It's stuck into the night table and it's got a little pool of yellow blood. Yes. Okay, sitting there. But when she takes that pin out and it's a wide shot, you can see where the pin was, but there's no pool of yellow blood. So, so I picked up on that. Problem. Right. So that's another continuity thing that I, uh, that I witnessed okay. yep. with that. Um, that just makes the movie so confusing. Why is there no blood? After the pin didn't have yellow blood on it. Um, I did notice uh, on one of the graves they were digging up, Alex Murphy written yeah. on one of the great oh stones. nice nice yeah. alex murphy alex murphy it's robocop, yeah. robocop. Man, right uh, so i think there's a whole bunch of little references and i ha i'd have to go back and watch it again just to see other gravestones and stuff to see what they've done to see if there's anything else but i didn't know if that was a reference for robo robocop or they just decided to pick that name but I i'm pretty sure like what year would robocop come out 87 the year okay before. there you go year later it has to be right has to be a reference um Liz peering into the morgue uh, issue with Guy being lowered onto the autopsy table. So that guy's in, like, that harness, and he's being lowered onto the autopsy table. And the first thing I noticed was his arm was right next to his leg, but it wasn't touching the surface of the table. And he, you can see it move up and down like this a little bit. Um, I don't know if rigor was, part, was supposed to be part of this torso that was there. And, and if it was okay, mm -hmm. then the arm probably would have been stuck there uh, beside his body instead of laying relaxed on the uh, steel table. But uh, that scene where she's peering through the door and shows the pallbearer, you know, or one of the morticians lowering this other body onto the table, it was kind of weird for me. I didn't like the way that the corpse uh, reacted. And I could see a little bit of breathing on that. Okay. Uh, the cutoff ear effect was really cool. I thought the uh, the sphere coming along and just cleaning that ear right off. It was a quick kind of snap effect, and uh, it was effective. I was like, ooh, that had to hurt, right? Uh, crematorium scene with the morgue attendant who empties the ashes into Ziploc bag. Ziploc bag has the t name tag on it, and the name tag says Sam Raimi written on the bag. So there's another <laughs> there's another little another little tidbit. I thought that was really cool. Um, Hand on crematorium door. So the guy, when Liz throws the guy into the crematorium, slides down that thing. You got the little piece of glass, and then you see the hand come up, and the fingers like degloved, and you can see the bone on 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 these two fingers here, uh, and it rubs the glass. I thought that yeah, was that pretty was cool. cool. Can't really mess that stuff up. That's 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 pretty cool stuff. Um, dude gets his hand cut off instead of uh, being impaled by the sphere, uh, or no, he cuts his hand yeah. off. So he's sitting there, and he's impaled by the sphere, the sphere, and he sees the gold one coming down, and he's like, no, no, no. And from a distance, <laughs> he hacks that thing off, and it looks, it's like that whole scene looks absolutely fantastic. Because you see him take the axe, you saw in a previous scene that he had an axe, and he just goes chop, and then takes off running, and his hand's stuck on the wall, right? I'm like, ooh, that looked like it was, you know, that looked like it was pretty good. That looked like it hurt. Good. Yeah. Ugh. Hands on, right? Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> question for you, Aaron. Are the silver balls sentient? Yes. 
do they do the bidding of the tall man or they just kind of do whatever they want do the bidding of the tall man to some extent um i'm finding that maybe one of maybe the spheres um if they know the party that they're flying around they they have shrunk down brains right and the, those brains get put in these little spheres okay right and the shrunk down brain is from an actual person so if that person knows a person from the outside that's still living I feel like that sphere can relate to that person and still be, uh, still connect with that person, right? Wouldn't all the spheres just wouldn't all the spheres just be mad at the tall man for shrinking their brains and sticking them in spheres? You would think, but I think the tall man magic. The tall man just puts them in there and <clears throat> and hypnotizes them and does this thing. Except for Jody, right? I mean, Jody right. in the third one. We'll talk about the third one later, but Jody in the third one oh, is kind of like that, right? So, because I noticed these these silver balls are killing all all of his minions. Right. Look, in the third one they kill a few, and the silver ball. So I'm thinking that if they're deflected, um, and you want to like you want to use somebody for a shield, they're not going. The, the silver ball is not going to stop. It's just going to. The way going, that I envision right? the silver balls is that when the when the tall man deploys the silver balls, it's kill everything. Except for the Except tall for, man. like, yeah, like, the tall man says, it when it's time to release... They even go after the tall man. Yeah. They do, but it's, yeah. Is but it I like think... the Wicked Witch of the West, where she's like, fly, fly, my pretties? I'm melting. I think, I think it was something along those lines. Because, if you remember, it was, it, what was it, Mike, that had the ball, and he went to, and the tall <clears> man was standing there, and he kind of whipped the ball out and kind of threw it at him, and the ball just went, yeah, I'm just going to go for it. Doesn't care what the target is, just sees a forehead and goes for it, right? Mm impales whoever it is so and then you know at, at some points as you said earlier the tall man crumples that that sphere and throws it down right it's like they're like a little mini army for him and he doesn't care what happens to them he knows he can't get hurt he knows he's going to be coming back if they try and kill him or if they do try kill his old body right out. so yeah so uh tall man's oh yeah tall man's backhand seems pretty intense poor reggie man <laughs> holy wow that was, uh, yeah. Um, oh, very cool tall man melting effects. Mm, so when he gets injected with uh, hydrochloric acid, yeah. right, and he's got all the prosthetics going and everything, and they're pumping all the yellow stuff through, and he's, you know, it's in slow motion, is spraying everywhere, and then they look at his hands, his hands all melting, right, and, and it's, you know, it just everything's melting. So that's a really cool um, effect that they used in Indiana Jones. Um but in Indiana Jones, I believe they either used gelatin or uh, waxes, and they layered the waxes in a mold. It was a mixture, right? I think. Yeah, uh, it was like it was yeah, like wax, yeah. and then it was gelatin over top, so that the first layer would go really quickly, or slowly, yeah. and then the second layer would go really fast, yeah. and then the third layer would slow down. Right, so really cool effect. And I don't know why it's not used more these days because it's super cool. I, every time I see that, I'm just blown away by it. I'm like, that is. That's disgusting, right? And you mold that with with a with a skeleton, you know, some bones. Actually, you put the flesh around it, you melt that off, and you get the bones. Oh, that's yeah, pretty legit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that, that's always a really cool effect. I really dig that effect, and I hope to use that sometime down the line in our studio, right? I, I really want to. Um, uh, gelatin melting technique, like it was used in Indiana Jones. Uh, nice hair pullout effect uh, with uh, oh. alchemy. When she's in the hearse, she's twisting her hair, and she pulls her hair out, right? It's pretty, 
The hair doesn't look too different. I mean, it's got a little bit more of a wave to it compared to her it's own It's a hair. little thinned out in uh, spots when you can see. It, it is, yeah. And when she pulls it off, when they have the lighting going that they have, um, you got to, like, really lay the hair down and stuff when you're doing an effect like that. But you can just barely, just barely make out an edge. And I, I'm not going to fault the effects guys for that. I'm going to fault the lighting for that because the lighting was on such a sharp angle, it picked up on that line, right? And uh, but if you're not looking for it, you're not going to see mm. it. So um, race. Uh, the other the last thing I want to mention was Reggie's facial facial scruff is very consistent throughout the film, uh, along with Mike's. Like you see a couple of scenes and I'm like, I'm expecting to see a little bit of scruff. And then the next scene is completely well shaven and things like that. These guys have been on the road. They're not going to worry about shaving right now. They're just going to, you know. So I noticed that the scruff got a little bit longer. And then it was kind of cut back just a little bit, and it got a little bit longer. Didn't get too long, but they carried that consistency through with that. So I thought the the continuity in it was actually pretty good throughout the whole the whole film. Never. So those are my notes. Nice, excellent. Yeah. Tim, I'm very excited to hear what you have to do for trivia for us tonight. So guess what? It's trivia time with Tim. Woo. <laughs> I want to believe you. <laughs> I want to believe pure love, brother. What do we got, Timothy? Well, right <laughs> off the bat, apparently, Brad Pitt auditioned oh. for the role of Mike. No way. And was Boy, did he down. dodge a bullet. <laughs> and he was turned down. <laughs> what? Yeah, Brad Pitt auditioned what? for the role of Mike. Oh, man. No and they said, nah, not Brad Pitt. So. Who's going to hire a guy named Brad Aaron Pitt? Aaron mentioned earlier, this film's. Uh, $3 million budget mm-hmm. was 10 times larger than Phantasm um, and one of the biggest in the series. But as a counterpoint to that, this was the lowest budgeted film Universal produced in the 80s. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they still produced it. Yes. Uh, but they were just kind of like, yeah, what do we got left in the pocket? And just, just give that to him. Just, yeah. just give that to him. Crumb. So uh, Reggie... Reggie Bannister. Mm-hmm. His wife was present on the day. The sex scene. On set of the sex scene. Could you <laughs> imagine? His wife, Gigi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Reggie also did all of his own stunt work for this film, <laughs> except for the scene where he had to jump over a chainsaw, which they would not let him do. <laughs> oh. Yes. Well, his junk was pretty close to that, right? So... I mean, this junk was pretty close to the girl, too, but, you know. This is turning into fucking just Reggie trivia, but uh, Reggie had to quit acting in the nine years between Phantasm and Phantasm 2 okay. and worked for a time at a funeral home and assisted in embalming bodies. Hmm. This is the first entry of the series to fe- feature the biggest, most destructive, and deadliest kind of sphere. The gold sphere. The gold balls. Yeah. As opposed to the it's blue balls. The one armed with a laser. Laser. Attached to his head. Mike and Liz crashing through several doors and ending up killing an undertaker by drilling his body from the back of the mouth. Um, Whose brain the... goes in the gold balls? It must have been a premium brain they stuck in that there. Guy, that guy so... paid extra. 
as like the DLC. <laughs> that totally threw me off because I'm thinking like, Does fucking tall man have a. <laughs> This is the only Phantasm that does not include the uh, entire original main cast um, and is the only one to replace the main character with another character, which was the part of Mike. Um, the love scene between Liz and Mike, with them appearing in different locations throughout, was filmed and cut from the final version because it didn't work. Watch that be like the linchpin of like what yes, everything. It was all made sense. All the yeah. answers occurred while they were getting it on. Yeah. Hey, they Tim. Were banging and just whispering. Jo Josh is going to try to find that sex scene and, it, and he's going to come back to us and he's be like, it all makes sense now. All I had oh, to do was watch them screw. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt, but I forgot one of the most important scenes and I didn't forget it. I just skipped over the line. And so that was you're the. Fucking, you're fucking. You're asserting. <laughs> Yes. Your fucking knowledge yeah. into trivia time with Tim? Right here. What do you got, Aaron? Right here. The gold ball death of the guy in the in the funeral parlor. Yeah. That was awesome. Like, it goes into his back, <laughs> saws him all the way through. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. That was, was like, that was, that was flawless. I mean, they, they turned the guy over, and he's got it was like thing roar, roar. Out of his face, and it looked fantastic, it right? I mean, that was awesome. It did look good, yeah. Right there. And they spent a good couple seconds, like, looking at it. And the thing's going, beep, 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 right? Like, yeah. I can't believe I left that out. I feel so terrible now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg Nicotero and Robert Kurtzman. I'm sorry, boys. Sorry. Who you should be apologizing to. Is <laughs> okay, I know. And go ahead, Tim. You're, you're more than welcome to start up again. Continue, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a lot of these trivia were already mentioned in other ways, shapes, and forms. Sam Raimi is obviously good friends with Don. Actually visited the set more than once. Um, around the one hour, one hour, 11 minutes mark um, with the Undertaker. Um, can see beef, you know, filling a plastic bag labeled Mr. Sam Raimi. With ashes. Ash. Ash. Uh, get it? Yeah. Ashes. 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 <laughs> I don't get it. Um, you don't get it? <laughs> Moving on. It's funny because Ash is the main character. I know. Famous movie, The Evil Dead. <laughs> oh, really? What's The Evil Dead? Oh, thank you, John. Thank you for... Uh, no, seriously, that is a legit thank you because Josh is fucking dry. I'm gonna ruin a joke. <laughs> is the best joke. He's but it's my to... favorite joke. Yeah, it's my it's one of my favorite jokes. It's one of my favorite things Josh does, and he doesn't do it enough. And when he breaks it out, it's great. Nice, I like it. <laughs> this is the first Phantasm uh, film in, in the series to be distributed by Universal. Pictures. Uh, the explosion of the house was done, believe it or not, in a single take. Nice. I wow. believe it because they blew up a fucking house. <laughs> they would have to. Yeah, that'd be way too expensive to go back and do that again. Just put it back That's together. It just, just, just take that wood, put it over here. We'll, we'll do it again, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> just pile that shit over there. Let's rebuild this house overnight, boys. Come on. We gotta shoot this again tomorrow night. Trivia time with Tim. Thank you very much, Tim. So that just means That's terrible, Tim. That's terrible. <laughs> I saw what happened there. What? That's what? terrible. What happened? That's terrible. horrible. See, this is what I'm talking about. 
Never mind. All right. But legit jokes. This is what I'm talking about. Legit. Whatever. Whatever. All right, guys. It's time to rack up. Completely dismiss. I didn't dismiss anybody. Frick off. I said it was wonderful. I loved it. I can't even praise Tim without Tim shitting all over me. (laughs) Fine. Josh. Yes, sir. I wish for you to give us your final opinion and rate this movie. Okay. This movie is better than the first one. I enjoyed it more. It confused me more. Uh, The trust that I had with Adam (laughs) and Aaron. It's very quickly draining. I was told there would be answers, and I mean... We didn't say right away. He crushes them down is hardly answers to what I have to be questions, good sir. We didn't say answers were in the next movie. We said they're coming. Yes, you did. In the next movies. uh... You kind of did. This movie is a... It's a trip. Like, I legitimately think... This guy went to like a seven-year-old, and he's like, "Yeah, what? What's in your cool? What's in your coolest scary movie, kid?" And the kid's like, "Yeah, it's got it's got beetle beetle guys, and yeah, he, he bleeds yellow, balls everywhere, yellow, and there's little little <laughs> little silver balls with with lasers, and the, and they got saws, and they, and they go in your head." I I don't know. And then God. there's this girl with an old man in her back, but he's I, little. Yeah, but don't worry, that was just a dream. <laughs> And everything's a dread. Uh, I I feel like I gotta rate it better than the last one because it was a better movie. Would you rate the last one shit? Well, yeah, because it was shit. <laughs> um, did I, you rate it shit? I don't remember. You rated it shit. Oh, yeah. I I rated it. What, what what was the phrase they used? Brown and low to the ground, just like the little gel was. Um, That's right. Okay, now I remember. So it's not shit. I, no, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> I think I got to bust out a rating we haven't used for like 40 episodes. G for garbage. Because what? this movie is fucking garbage. Well, G, G, G. G's good. That's it. Uh, G's good. I, Balls on your face. Balls on your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I but you don't G have for a good. Him. I gotta rate this movie G. <laughs> You're gonna put it on my face. I will rate this movie G, uh, but I gotta, I gotta say, I am, I'm not upset, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed in you two. <laughs> you lied to me and Tim, you looked us right in the eyes and you lied to us, and I, I'm disappointed. Uh, accepted. I accept your apology. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't an apology. That's <laughs> what I'm taking it as it is. You're, you're fine. I forgive you. I forgive you. No, this, this movie has some redeeming. It has a fucking chainsaw fight in it, man. Like it's it's very apparent that Sam Raimi came on set for like a day, and he was like, "Let's do this, let's do this, let's do that," and those were the good parts of the movie. Fair enough. So you gotta like it based on that situation there. Yeah. So I'll, I'll rate a G for good. You get you get a G. But I warn you, you're on <laughs> fucking thin ice, phantasm. You're on thin fucking ice. Fair enough. Fair enough. Tim. Oh, I'm next? next? Oh, yeah, let's get Tim out of the way. So we'll shut up the rest of the fucking episode, not cause... No, because I don't want to put you near the end, because whenever I put you near the end, it's like, oh, finally! (laughs) So get it over with. 
The sooner you come to the realization that nothing you do will please me, <laughs> we can we just can move, on. Like, move on. We've friends with you for a long time, Tim. I understand this um, already. So let me let me get the good out. I guess well, that um, won't take long. No, it won't. Um, like I said in the previous review, uh, big fan of the soundtrack. Big, big fan of the soundtrack. Um, totally dig that theme. Um, it's it's creepy and haunting and beautiful, and it's it's really a shame that it's tied to this series. <laughs> it's like if this was like in a Carpenter movie, that theme, like holy shit, like it was really good. Um, special effects. No problem whatsoever. Like, as corny as some of them could be, that comes with the game. But they were really, really well done. Um, the fact they blew up a fucking house. Like, you blew up a house for this movie? Like that's On a $3 awesome. million dollar budget. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but, um, like Josh, I share many of the same <laughs> sentiments. Because... You guys lied to me. <laughs> right I to our faces. Feel, I feel fucking deceived by you guys. Like, I feel like you guys know that this franchise sucks. <laughs> and you're just playing the act like, oh, no, no, just watch the next I one. I think oh, it's a to... trap. It's a trick. The whole <laughs> thing is a practical joke and on I'm us. Waiting. And there's only five. Only. And, and the answers come like, in part eight. <laughs> No, yeah. no, because there is not. They're never making any more. Like I can think. only imagine the dumpster fire that part five is going to be. Like, yeah, it's going to be, you know, modern day and really good camera work and fucking Doubtful. special effects will probably be good. But, oh man, um, Tall Man was better than this. Uh, like I said earlier, he acts like he felt like a evil presence. Um, still don't understand what the fuck he was doing. Um, am I an idiot? Like, like, am I dumb? That's what I keep asking myself. Like, what am I, I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, those things, those images that you'd stare at and you'd have to kind of cross your it's eyes. It's a sailboat. And like, you dumb shit. <laughs> a it's a schooner. Or a giraffe or something, right? Like, I feel like you guys are all seeing the fucking giraffe <laughs> and I'm not like, and I'm staring at it. I'm really trying and no, there's no giraffe. We're all making fun there's of no Tim because he doesn't nice. see it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a certain level of forgiveness when it comes to, like, you know, early 80s, even early 90s horror movies. Um, you know, whether it be delivery of dialogue, uh, camera angle choices, plot points, anything like that. A lot of it can be forgiven because of when it was made. And that's part of the reason why we all love 80s horror movies. Um, with this, like I said earlier, I don't know if this was actually on the podcast. Yeah, it was. It was right at the start. Um, this movie was unnecessarily bogged down with everything. Like, I had no semblance of, like, where are we going? What is the plot of this? Why is this happening? Um I just didn't, I don't like, I don't like this franchise. I don't. I tried. I really, really, really tried. And I'm caught, this is future Tim talking now. I've watched four of them. Okay? It doesn't get any better, guys. <laughs> Sorry. 
doesn't. Hey, and I, I didn't give you a, number four. I always said was very confusing, and number four is way more confusing. I think. What? Fuck yeah. What do you mean it's confusing? <laughs> it all comes together in number five. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Five is just like a fan film that they did, isn't it? No. Yeah. <laughs> five Regardless. is literally just like Regardless. a reunion episode. Regardless. I I can appreciate the good in this this so far, and I have to say, three and four also had some redeeming qualities to it, mm-hmm. like. I'm not completely going like this is the worst thing that's ever made because it's not. And again, this franchise was built in a very good place, the place of love and passion. And this guy just wanted to tell his fucking weird movie and he's allowed to. I just don't want to watch it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not for everyone. Unfortunately, I'm one of those people. Um, but, you know, hey, this is our job and we got to watch movies we don't want to watch and talk about movies we don't want to talk about, but because we, we like each other, we do things. You had Aaron, to use that tone of voice, didn't you? You Aaron, had to use that tone of voice. We, we, we come from a place of love. I'm writing it down. I'm writing down your tone of voice every time you say it. <laughs> I watch this movie because I adore Aaron. Okay. Right? Adam could go to hell, that's though. That's not saying you owe me. I'm not saying you owe me. But you kind of do. You're not getting your 20 bucks that I that I guaranteed I was going to give you for for this fucking shitty review. Um, so, um, I believe I re- rated the last one PG. You did? Yeah, I'm going to downgrade that and this. Um, they both get Gs. They're good. But they're not good. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I will never watch these movies again. I'm glad I did. Because it was one of the always those franchises that's like, yeah, how come I haven't watched Phantasm? I think it was like, you know, otherworldly spirits telling me don't. You had visions like Mike did. <laughs> visions? Yeah, I had visions. Of a future <laughs> yeah, when you had watched them. <laughs> yeah. Wait till number five, Tim. You'll be fine. Fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> five is... Everything I've read about five is it's literally just a fan film that was a, an excuse for a reunion for the tall man. It was wicked, too. I loved it. funny. All right. <laughs> Anyways, I'm rating it a G. Tim's rating it a G. And I'm down my last review. You can't do that! <laughs> I can't. I will not... Go- I, will- <laughs> I have an idea for that, Tim. Just wrap it up and I'll tell you the idea after the episode <laughs> what you can do. Done. All right. Okay. <laughs> I will go next then. Okay. So. I do look back at this movie with some rose-colored glasses. I've said that a couple times. Watching this movie again now, years later, I can see the problems in it. And the most glaring issue is the writing. Is the actual story. I try to look past that. And I look at, once again, the effects work. I look at the acting. I look at the, the visuals in this movie. And I look at the general the general story as it is, but not necessarily how it plays out. It has got a cool concept, but it needs explanation. It needs to be flushed out a little bit more, fleshed out a little bit more, so that we understand something more about what's going on here. 
I I grew up with these movies and I have a, a hard appreciation for them in that way. But yeah, they're they don't work the greatest in a lot of ways. They they really don't. I can't shit on the movie entirely. But going back, if if you would have asked me <laughs> ten years ago what I thought about this movie, I would have given this movie a hard R. Hard R. Going back on it now, no, I'm not even half masked him. No. Going back at <laughs> I'm all floppy I'm all floppy doppy. Going back on this movie now, I'm gonna have to give this movie a PG. Because I do still think they're redeeming qualities, and it is part of a franchise that I appreciate. It's the kind of uh, franchise where there's some visual aspects to it that I really enjoy. Like I said it earlier, the actual the silver balls, I would totally have one of those as a decor in my house. They're cool looking. You know what I mean? The tall man himself is part of the horror's hallowed halls, the hallowed halls of horror, as I said earlier. Like he he stands up there with you know, with icons of horror to me. Does that necessarily mean that the story arc for this movie is actually all that great? No, that's probably the worst part of it is the writing that happened to make this movie occur. So if it was better written or if there was more explanations and there was a better fleshed out story, this would be a hard R still, but I got to go down to PG, but I can't shit it on entirely. So PG for me. See, do you want to know what's funny before you give your review, Aaron? You had a level of fucking like, yeah, I was expecting that from Tim and Josh, but you weren't, you look so, like, when you watched the episode back, when Air, or Adam's given his review, you look so sad. Defeated. <laughs> Defeated. <laughs> like, you didn't have that look with Just Isaac hurt. Ranting Just personally hurt. Josh, but Adam, <sighs> you look so I expected sad. more from you, Adam. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Really, Adam? Hey, I. You know what? Adam can bow down to your guys' <laughs> debauchery with this. <laughs> oh, that's fine. We're just too stupid to understand the movie. It is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Josh, thank you for playing. Uh, so you know. <laughs> now we're getting personal, gentlemen. Aaron, just give us your damn review. We're just idiots. It's not our fault. No, no, no. I was just as confused as. I don't you believe you. Are... No, I'm serious. I was. I was just. As I'm confused convinced as... you're a tall man, and that's why you understand this movie. Oh, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> I was just confused when I first saw this series, and I didn't get to see number one first. I I think I jumped into number two initially, and I was like, "Fuck, this is really kind of cool. I like this." But I had to watch it like I think I watched it like four or five times, um, over a span of like what a few months because i was young at the time and i was like this is this is fantastic i love this and no pun on words or anything like that but i mean when i decided to start my effects company went to school came back i was like what am i going to name my company i really loved the phantasm logo when it came up with the oh and then the two appeared behind it i was like man that looks so cool how what should i name my phantom and then i could use the same font or i could it could be close, right? And that was the start of my whole career was watching these films and going, this had a lot of really cool effects in it. Who did the effects in it? Holy shit. Kurtzman did the effects in it. And um, Schostrom did the effects in it. And, you know, just uh, the, the effects in it 
is what pulled me into Phantasm. Did I understand the the the, the actual story right out of the get go? No. And do I still? Maybe there's still some loopholes in my head, but it doesn't mean that I'm that I dislike the film any less than what I liked it uh, years ago. I love the fact that they had graveyards because it was all about graveyards. It was all about hearses. Got a hearse now. I got my own phantasm hearse sitting out in my driveway. I love that, right? Why do you think I bought a hearse? I bought a hearse because I love phantasm. I love the fact that they were cruising around all over the place with these old school hearses, right? It was like a, it was like a lifestyle that I could see that the tall man was, was uh, portraying to me when were I was you like talking. 19 years old driving past you know, a group of girls and you roll down the window and you're like, boy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's how I got Jamie. <laughs> exactly. Good point. Um, I love Reggie. I, I love Reggie just as much as I love any other actor. Uh, you know, the writing could have been stronger, but I love his one-liners. I love his stupidity. I love his hairdo. I love when he gets his head slapped. You know, like, the guy just makes me laugh every time I watch these films. It doesn't matter if they're zoomed in on him. It doesn't matter that in number three they darkened his eyebrows in it or whatever they did because it was really strange. That's what it was. Right. Yeah, I was, was like, what's different about him? I know. He's got these darker eyebrows. Like, I'm like, okay, mm. I laugh at that. But when he gets slapped by the tall man and he's false. Like, that did not look like a regular fall, but you know he <laughs> fell on a mat. I was like, man, that was violent, right? Like, the poor guy Love gets thrown wrench. against more more walls and everything than I've ever seen, right? Um, I don't know. The mausoleums and the – I grew up on these. I love the effects. I, I, I can't help it. To me, it's a beautiful giraffe. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Oh, look, it's a giraffe. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> I'm convinced that those things don't actually exist, and it's all a scam, because I've it never seen do. one of them. Because I have. Giraffe. Oh, yeah, doesn't that... surprise me. No, I have, too. I blame yeah. that on your eyesight, Josh. What? <laughs> but the overall, like, I get a little confused, and I, I'm going to say this right now. I get a little confused over Oblivion, which is the next one, but... Um, I haven't seen it since I watched it the first time and I got really kind of put off on it. But number five was, was I thought, redeemed it a bit, even though it was a fan kind of thing. Um, but I like the fact that Raimi really liked these series. It's a cult classic to so many people. I'm giving this uh, I'm giving this an R, boys. Sorry. I thought he was totally going X. No. I was like, wow, no. you got a fucking PG and a G and a G. Wow. <clears throat> It's an R, boys. No, In my I, eye, it's an R. I, I agree. It. I agree I, with your opinion. <clears throat> I think you just weight the things a little differently. Right. Yeah. And and we all have. We all have. If that. you're just basing well, it me, off of facts, to me, like fucking story is important. Right. For you apparently it's not. No. You're like Tim, we're just fucking idiots. Stuff. That's all there is to it. We're I like just fucking the morons, all morons that don't comprehend this. This complex story arc of alien bug people we're just idiots it is what it is sometimes you're just gonna take the l right so, i like colorful things like screw a story just put just phantasm on them silver balls shiny objects right? yeah. shiny balls. objects shiny objects there we go you like shiny, shiny objects. objects okay 
Guys, great conversation. This has definitely kind of split us down the middle on a lot of things here. And uh, hopefully in future episodes we can be redeemed, maybe, Aaron? I hope. I don't know. No, it's not going to happen. Okay, so that's all good. We have our reviews in here. And the next episode, obviously, for those paying attention, we will be reviewing Phantasm 3. So please stay tuned for that. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in and watching our episode on Phantasm 2. And we're going to be producing these episodes on Facebook, so check us out, Misunderstood Our Company, on Facebook. We also produce these episodes on YouTube, Misunderstood Our Company. Like, share, subscribe, tell all your friends and family about us, and let's get some people watching and into sharing out our stuff. Uh, we produce uh, audio copies of this on all the major podcasting platforms, including but not limited to iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. We are also on Patreon, so open up your hearts and your wallets and uh, contribute, become one of our patrons today. So until next time, yeah, (laughs) until next time, Josh, boy, Aaron, (laughs) I hope that ball has a better sense of direction than mine do. (laughs) (laughs) Are you really talking or is that a quote? That was a quote from the movie. I totally forgot that. And Tim. Stay spooky, everybody. All right, thank you. And see you next time, everybody. Good night!